Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hey, yo. For over 30 years and still, and still, your inside look into boxing and mixed martial arts. You know what? As long as she fights me 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. Heard live around the world and brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. And now, and now, live from the Ring Talk Studios in San Francisco, here's the host of the longest-running fight show in history, Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the multi-million dollar sports byline studios here in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. The guy was correct in that introduction there. My name is Pedro Fernandez, often imitated but never duplicated, 35 plus years now, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airways. Straight up today, we're going to talk with Amir Khan, post-fight folks, post-fight, nobody had a post-fight interview with him, a couple people did, they were short, they were combative, this one's combative, this one just puts it all on the line, man, did Amir Khan quit last night like a dog or didn't he? Straight up, we'll hear from Amir Khan after the break. We'll also hear from... Wow, hottest fighter in boxing, no doubt about it, Mr. Teofimo Stevenson. I mean Teofimo Stevenson, Teofimo Lopez. Wow, I mean, what can I say? As a lightweight, he brings excitement to the ring, excitement I haven't seen in a long, long time. Of course, he's an acrobat of sorts, does flips in the ring, does stuff that is unheard of physically. He's really got a strong core. He is a lightweight to be dealt with as a winner last night. Shakur Stevenson. Showing excellent boxing ability, no doubt about that. Like him not, like him out of the ring? No, I don't. Bottom line is in the ring. He is a solid performer. He was the winner last night. As was Danny Garcia, the former world junior welterweight champion, now fighting at welterweight, thinking he's the. Danny thinks he's the stuff at 147. Danny really wasn't the stuff at 140. Danny's father was more. How can I put this? I'd rather hear Danny's father talk than watch Danny fight. Danny's fighting was sort of like excruciating. Sometimes painful. Straight up Danny Garcia from Philadelphia, but not a Philadelphia type of fighter. He didn't bring the excitement, not to me anyway. Hey, how about this guy? Cuba Gooding, senior, leader of the uh, the main ingredient, of course. Interviewed his son, Cuba Gooding Jr., at the Contender TV show. I guess it was about 2004. And I said to him, you know, all your dad did when I went to one of his shows was brag about you winning the Academy Award. He goes, man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Bottom line was Cuba Gooding Sr., Cuba Gooding Jr., both class acts. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. There's no exception to the rule. Listen, baby. Ask yourself, if you built a van for your business, where would you start? At the beginning, of course. With the people who invented the work van over 100 years ago, Mercedes-Benz. You'd give your new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter advanced technology and safety to keep you connected and protected. You'd make it available in diesel and gas. And there would be thousands of configurations and upfits to choose from. Because your one-of-a-kind business deserves nothing less than a van that's built for you. Introducing the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. The safest, most innovative Sprinter yet. Starting at just 33790 Built for you, the all-new Sprinter. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Equipment described as optional. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. 
You're the family chef, but with homework, practices, email, getting a good meal on the table is tough. Sometimes the best choice is the easy choice. Delicious Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese made with ingredients like real milk, butter, potatoes, and cheese. Bob Evans sides are ready in the microwave in six minutes, and they're the perfect complement to any meal. Once your family tries them, it'll be love at first bite. Get Bob Evans sides today in the refrigerated section at your favorite grocery store. Bob Evans down on the farm. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Let's take it to New York City, folks, and bring in Amir Khan. Of course, Amir Khan unsuccessful in his bid for the WBO welterweight title against Terrence Crawford last night at the Garden. And Amir, how are you feeling today? <laughs> Amir, I've got to tell you, man, you quit like... I've never seen a fighter quit quite like that. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm speechless. What can you say? Probably the last time I'll ever interview you on the radio. Do you have anything to say? That's just not enough. I mean, give me a definitive answer. Why did you quit like a dog? You think Americans a real man? Think about this. This is what he sounded like pre-fight. Tough guy, wasn't he? Just a tough guy, Americans. Of course, the. Former champion at 140 pounds, a junior welterweight at one point in time, now fighting a welterweight and failing miserably against Terrence Crawford last night, getting stopped, of course, in the six rounds. Uh, actually getting stopped, quitting like a dog. He got took a shot to the leg or didn't look like a low blow to me. It didn't look like it was in the groin area per se, but he took that as a as a way out. 35-0 and 0 now is Crawford, 26 scales, of course, out of Omaha, Nebraska. They did about 14,000 people last night in the garden. Good crowd. Um, the man from, originally from Pakistan by way of uh, the U.K., now 33-5, and five, 20 kills. Don't give him any props. As I said, Shakira, Shakira um, Stevenson was a winner underneath. And we'll hear from, from a good fighter a little bit later. I think we'll hear from him in depth. In fact, I think that this kid, Tiafimo Lopez, is like the future of boxing. And why do I say that? Because you only get a few stars that come along every once in a while that, that can sparkle, that can shine, that can say, you know what, look at me, look at me, take a look at me. And this is one of those guys that's saying more than take a look at me. He's saying take a look at me and check me out. Look me out. Look into me. Look into my soul. I mean, I've got a boxing soul. I'm one of the guys fight guys 154 pounds, 160 pounds. I mean, it just doesn't matter, man. He will fight guys at any weight. Right now, he's willing to take on Mikey Garcia and or Earl Spence. Now, that's pretty heavy. No doubt about that. You are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. You are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline broadcast. Network. We're live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio. Want to shout out to those folks, of course, listening on Channel 211, the Dan Patrick, Dan, Dan Patrick Channel. Dan Patrick and I partied a bit in Las Vegas back in the days. Anyway, back to Danny Garcia. Mm, failing grade for the night, even though he was a winner. Uh, Shakir Stevenson, passing grade, no doubt about that. As I said, outside of the ring, he's a turd. But inside the ring, 
He can really fight. And really, I'm here to judge people as fighters and as athletes, not as human beings per se. So I'm going to have to pass on the human being judging of Shakur Stevenson and just say that he's a turd outside of the ring. There's no excuse for what he did regarding that brawl that took place, I believe, in July or August, a few months ago in, um, in Florida. So straight up, I think he's a turd, but he can fight, no doubt about that. And, of course, the kid that stole the show I thought was well, you got to give it to the champion, Terrence Crawford. Sit down, still the the welterweight champion before the junior welterweight title holder. Of course, he and Earl Spence, Bob Arum threw down the gauntlet last night. Bob Arum being top rank, uh, the top rank president, the promoter extraordinaire. Of course, really the last active promoter of his era. And the reason why I say that is, although Don King answers the phone once in a while, he isn't active as a promoter. You know, that's just Don's 85 years old. Aram's like 83, 84. So both these guys are in their mid-80s. And uh, Bob Aram's still rocking and rolling. I mean, he's got a company that underneath him can survive without him. Much like the WBO could survive without Paco Valcarcel if he left, okay? Probably not as easy, but they could survive. And uh, when Don King sort of like, sort of semi-retired or wanted to like kick back and do things part-time. He didn't have anybody he could rely on. I mean, Dana Jameson got sick with cancer a couple of years ago. That was his one of his VPs. And, and Carl King, his stepson, not his son, his stepson, um, not the brightest light bulb in the drawer. Carl will get mad that I say that, but not the brightest light bulb in the drawer. So um, what can I say? He didn't have anybody to hand it off to. Of course, Bob Arum's got Todd DeBuff, his stepson. He's got a lot of other, a lot of other VPs, and straight up Bob Arum's still rocking and rolling himself. So give the Hall of Famer some credit. Been around since 1965. That's right. Promoted a Muhammad Ali fight back in 1965. And if I remember right, he quit the Justice Department. He was an attorney general. Attorney, take the back. He was a United States attorney under Attorney General Robert Kennedy under the administration of President John F. Kennedy back in 1960. Bob Aaron was hired out of Harvard, Harvard Law School. Of course, graduated number one in his class in 1958, was with the Justice Department. Two years later in 1960, of course, a young man then moved off to professional boxing after being bitten by the boxing bug. People say, how did Aaron make the transition? What, what, what caused it? Money. How much money? Zillions of dollars. This is what happened. Aaron went to a, a, a closed circuit. He did the closed circuit for uh, the uh, – he went to the a closed circuit fight for Floyd Patterson and Sonny Liston, the second fight, and he added up the – closed circuit revenues for the tax people, the IRS. When he realized how much money was involved, he said to himself, man, listen, I don't need to be working for the Kennedys or Lyndon Johnson. Uh, I need to be doing this promoting thing. Of course, got, a, got together with Ali. He supported Ali when Ali was down, when Ali didn't have a job, when Ali, you know, I mean, they, he, Aram was there. So when Ali came, when, when Aram came, when Ali came back, he didn't coincide with Aram. He did business with other people, but he did some business with Aram along the line. And Bob Aram has to have some credit for helping Muhammad Ali out in tough times, no doubt about that. So, the star of the show, no doubt about that. We'll hear from him after the break. In fact, let's take an early break in a little bit. You are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, coming to you Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific. I'm right here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, TuneIn.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes. Can I keep going? No, I don't want to keep going. Bottom line is, the USC was rocking and rolling as well last night. Of course, we'll talk about that in depth. Alistair Overeem, formerly known as Alistair Alistair Overroyd, we'll talk about that just in a little bit. But I got to tell you, Tiafimo Lopez, you're going to be so surprised by this guy, his abilities both in and out of the ring. Nice young man, just got engaged to a beautiful girl, so props to him on that. We'll hear from the future champ, I believe, after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. 
travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. But Evos can make it all easier with a baby monitor you can trust. Go to myevos.com. That's M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com to see how Evos can be the eyes and ears of your nursery. Evos works with your smartphone to provide a live audio and HD video connection to your baby anytime and anywhere. On a date, at work, away on business, even serving your country overseas, Evos helps you never miss a moment. Whether your baby is with a sitter, your partner, a grandparent, or a friend, you'll be right there, too. And with unique features like smart alerts that know the difference between a barking dog and your baby crying, extensive sleep tracking data, and state-of-the-art security features for your peace of mind, Evos is the smart baby monitor for connected parents. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot com. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. My mother told me it wasn't bragging when you're telling the truth. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Only on Sports Byline, of course, come to you each and every Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, half for 35-plus years now. Check us out. If you haven't heard us before, welcome to the show. If you have heard us before, you know what's happening. We just tell it like it is, knocking out all bums 35-plus years now. Speaking of bums, wow, <laughs> Teofomo Lopez is not a bum. He is a young man that has class both in and out of the ring. Young kid from the hood, you know, got a little hood in him. But the bottom line is, you know, we don't get too many boxers that, like, went to Harvard and, and, and are all cultured and this kind of stuff. But this kid, this kid's something special. What's Jose Romero? Yeah, honestly, it'd be Richard Cole. It could be any of those guys. How, how, how confident are you that the company is going to get you those fights? Like, they could potentially put Comey in with Lomachenko instead of you. That's what they're probably going to do. I think Richard Comey would rather fight Lomachenko rather than Tio Pimo. Yeah, I know the inside of why. Maybe for Dale. Tell me what we do. Huh? Maybe for Dale. Dale had a tough. He had a tough fight with this. Yeah, dude. What, what with Brian Vasquez. Yeah. Huh? It went the distance. Honestly, I feel like uh, a lot of these the, these fighters behind. I mean, they they had a tough competition, you know. But it was, I think the fans wasn't as exciting as they used to be, you know. I, I, I got them a little hyped up. But. How'd you set up that, uh, that KO? That was a kind of a throwaway jab to the body, make him drop his hands, and what'd you tell me? What'd you do, man? Yeah, body shot was always open. It was always there, so I just had to close my distance with him and make that range where I could right there throw anything, and it was a sweet spot. That's the thing, like, look back at my fights. I don't only just throw to the top, I throw to the body. That's where we set the range, and that's how we can't find the distance and everything, you know? And... It was an easy fight, man. And what about that camp? You said it wasn't your best. Did you have an injury or something? No, no injuries, no nothing, man. I just, um, just things all around, around, um, just a team. You know, we just got to uh, work things out, and that's all. Real quick, Tia, what did you think about the main event? Um, I was getting dressed up. 
as you can see and everything. Where you going after this with that, bro? Huh? Where are you going after this with that? Uh, I'm not, um, let's see what happens, man. We'll go out a little bit. <laughs> um, so I didn't really get to see. I seen the first round when he hurt him and everything. I was like, oh, this fight's over. So I didn't really pay attention afterwards. Yeah. Um, but what round was it that he stopped him? Uh, Six well, rounds? I don't know what stoppage, but it was, uh, it was in a stoppage? Uh, or what was it? He got hit with a low blow. He got hit with a low blow. He said, nah. He said, nah. What are your thoughts on that, though? He said, nah. Sounds like you're ready to move 147. You want to fight Khan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing nah, with no, you. No, no, no. Oh, I will fight. I'll, that's the thing, guys. I'll fight Earl Spence. I'll fight Khan. I'll fight all these guys. Yeah, I'm a big 135 pounder. Mikey's a little shorter. And Mikey, you know, but Mikey's tough. You know, he's Mexican. He has that He has that blood in him to keep going and dig in. And he went the distance where Earl Spence. You know? Yeah, I think I'm over my head, but I'll fight yeah. any of these guys. What do you I'll do? I'll with... Who guys? I've sparred with Sean Porter. I've handled, I've handled my own with these guys. I've sparred. I usually spar guys that are 154. You know, 160. And I'll be buckling them. What did we say? Definitely back in July. We said. What did we say, Evan? What we said. Definitely July. back in July. My producer received a uh, basically a threat just now from the SPCA, the Society of Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Of course, they give us a cease and desist letter. They say we can't be dog and dogs no more. So, Amir Khan, you've had your day in the sun, man. I hope you go back to uh, the U.K. And, of course, you know, here's what's up. This was a bad, bad weekend for Amir Khan. I'll tell you why. Because, you know, his wife, his wife left him and went with Anthony Joshua, of course, the current world heavyweight champion, 2012 Olympic gold medalist out of the U.K., uh, who stands about six foot seven, six foot eight, 250 pounds, and, of course, you know, I mean, they wouldn't have a fight between the two of them. You know, Amir Khan's got a bad chin, and plus he'll be giving up like 120 pounds. Bottom line is, he lost his woman to Anthony Joshua. And it sort of came out in pre-fight interviews with some of the uh, some of the English tabloids. And I just thought it was like rank. I thought that was really below the belt. I mean, you get your woman stolen from you, and then you get they got to throw it in your face on television before a big fight. Anyway, Amir handled that well. He just didn't handle the uh, post-fight interviews well, of course. Post-fight interviews. When you have a dog, treat him like a dog. He is a dog. There's nothing else you can say about him. Those, hopefully those are the parting shots. We have to have, never have to talk about Amir Khan anymore. And let's be honest. He hasn't been Amir Khan, A-M-I-R space K-H-A-N. That's his name, Amir Khan. He hasn't been Amir Khan for a long time. He's really been Amir Khan, A space, M-E-R-E space, C-O-N. Amir Khan, that best describes the kid originally from Pakistan. Let's switch gears, talk about the UFC, of course, rocking and rolling last night. St. Petersburg, Russia, going over to Putin country, of course, in the main event, Alistair Overroy. Alistair Overeem. I'll call him Alistair Overroy because he was a guy, of course, that when they said to him, hey, man, we're going we gonna to take a drug test right now for steroids. And he went, ah! So he gets out in his car and he runs out of the building, gets in his car and drives around Las Vegas for about an hour and a half, comes back, has to take the test anyway, tests positive, and gets suspended. Anyway, he's back for a former Strike Force Grand Prix champion. He was a good fighter when he was fighting the Strike Force. In fact, he's got like 60 fights, man. He's a veteran, no doubt about that, long in the tooth. But all those knees that he was throwing on Alexei Olenek last night, that, sh- that, that, stuff, that stuff should maybe started, should have been stopped just a little bit earlier. I'm for stopping fights early. Some people say to me, you know, you're not a bit, a bit of a, uh, you, you don't have enough savage in you. No, no, time out. When it comes to drilling people, I'll drill people. I went for the kill when I was fighting. There was no doubt about it. But what I'm telling you is that the residual effects of contact sports, be it football, be it Boxing, you know, I mean, you're taking shots to the head. Sometimes when you're taking shots to the head in the MMA, you're not taking them with a fist. A fist, there's only a, a certain amount of leverage and force that can be put on a blow when you throw it with your arm, okay, from the shoulder. Even if you, you know, pivot and all that kind of good stuff and get your body into it, get the perfect punch going, there's only a certain amount of force you can get with that. But when you kick somebody or you knee somebody or you elbow somebody at full speed or something like that, I don't think that the... The, the damage can be measured yet as far as the residual effects are concerned. So I'm looking 15, 20 more years down the road. We'll see where the USC is. Anyway, Alistair Overeem, a winner last night, still a heavyweight that they can use as a, uh, uh, a mid-level guy. In other words, he'll come out and he'll do like main events on this one, but he's like a mid-level guy as far as the top 10 of the UFC is concerned. I don't think consider him a title threat. Too old, too long. And, of course, I think the only time he was ever really in shape and put it together was when he was doing steroids. Um, Islam was the winner in the second fight. He beat Armand. Just leave it like that. Their, their last names are like monsters. All right, okay, we'll try it. Islam Makachek. And then Armand Terizakan. 
Something like that. Anyway, the bottom line is, we'll say Islam beat Amon, unanimous nod that was in a lightweight bout. Of course, heavyweights battle on the card as well. Sergi Palovich defeated Marcelo, Marcelo Guom. That was a KO in the first round, a minute and six seconds in. Outside of that, there wasn't any women on the card, except I think, wasn't there one women's bout? No, yeah, one women's flyweight bout. Roxanne Modafari defeated uh, Antonio Shevchenko in the unanimous, taking about split decision across the board. Two judges saw it two rounds of one. Other judges saw it two rounds of one for the other girl. That's why I call it a split decision. But Antonio Shevchenko, I guess she's got to be related to Valentina Shevchenko, of course, the UFC stud. No doubt about that. Now, next big UFC card coming up, of course, I think the big fight, the fight that I really want to see is Henry Cujudo, UFC 238. I mean, that's in June. That's like two months away. But I'm looking at the others, the rest of the schedule, and, you know, it's not bad. A lot of it will be on on on, uh, on the UFC uh, fight night, UFC uh, ESPN channel, ESPN Plus, that kind of good stuff. But, you know, I'm looking at it. Let's check out the schedule. UFC Fight Night, Jakari and Hermanson. It's going to go down the 27th in the BT&T Center in Sunrise, Florida. Of course, that'll be on ESPN. Uh, UFC Fight Night, La Quinta and the Cowboy, Donald Cerrone, May the 4th, day before Cinco de Mayo, Friday night, Canadian Tire Center, uh, Canadian Tire Center, of course, it'll be Ottawa, Canada. Uh, Rosna Humanos. The champion, man, she's a monster. She just is. She she is a little tough girl, man. She's a she's skilled. She's talented. She tells it like it is. And of course, there was some mental illness in her family. And I think one of her opponents tried to play up on it, like play down on it, like you got you got retards in the family. There's something lame like that, okay? And Rose, of course choked her out. So Rose taking on uh, Jessica Andrade. That'll be a major main event. Of course, that's UFC 237. Am I down with pay-per-view cards at all anymore? Not really. You know, I, I really think that the way to go is the app way. And the app way is like this, okay? Don't charge us 90 bucks a pay-per-view. Charge us 10 bucks a month, and we'll pay you the 10 bucks. In other words, the USC has got this USC fight night where you pay 10 bucks a month, and you get to watch, like, prelims and get some, some USC inside and that kind of good stuff. There's not a, not a whole lot of value to it. But then you got the world of wrestling entertainment and the man I despise so much, Vince McMahon. Puh! Don't like Vince McMahon. Puh! Never liked Vince McMahon. Hated him. Despised him. Uh, he ruined He Anyway, enough of Vince McMahon. Anyway, Vince McMahon's got the greatest idea going, though, because he's got an app where if you buy his app for the WWE, the package, it's like 10 or 12 bucks a month, and then you get to watch WrestleMania. You get to watch this pay-per-view, that pay-per-view. You get to watch everything. Everything they put up there, you get to watch. Okay, for a lousy flat fee. Okay, that's the way it should go. The zone. Of course, just up their price to nineteen ninety nine. I was a little down with that, but of course they are bringing new champions like Anthony Joshua, the aforementioned undefeated world heavyweight champion, two thousand twelve Olympic gold medalist, and of course, of course, man, May the fourth, my man Canelo, Canelo Alvarez. Of course, he once beaten world middleweight champion, the the rage of the boxing world. Of course, the king of pay per view. That's why he's on the zone. The zone's figures are going to you know snag up all kinds of subscribers with him happening and. I think to an extent they're right. I really do. But um, I think they might be overplaying their cards in a $380 million contract because I just don't know if he's worth $380 million. Plus, I think he's got to win 11 fights. Oscar De La Hoya is promoter, of course, the Golden One himself, 1992 Olympic gold medals, who I was his first publicist. Yeah, back in like 1989. He didn't have a PR guy. And, the, and he, was working, he was working with Carl DeMay, was sponsoring him as an amateur. Hadn't been to the Olympics yet, 1990. And... Uh, and, and they said, hey, you know, you want to work as a publicist for this guy, Oscar De La Hoya? He's a pretty good little amateur. I go, oh, really? He goes, yeah, you might even win the Olympics. Oh, yeah, really? So I went down and saw him in the gym, and he was lighting people up. He had, he let John Montez up. John Montez was a once-beaten junior welterweight contender. And, and, and we're talking two years before the Olympics, and Oscar beat him up. Oscar lit him up like a White House Christmas tree. Oscar should have been arrested. He beat up on that guy so bad. In fact, if I was ever to um, have a discouraging moment in boxing, if I was John Montez, it was that point in time. It wasn't getting knocked out by Hector Camacho. It was getting beaten up in the gym by a kid that was 16 years old. Anyway, back to the world of mixed martial arts. Rose Nahumanis, Jessica Andrade in the main event, Jared Conner and Anderson Silva in the co-main event. Why is Anderson Silva still fighting? I mean, is he a ghost? The ghost of Anderson Silva, is that what's happening here? The ghost? I mean, come on. The guy's got to be like 45 going on 95, you know, and he just won't quit. He just won't go away. And unfortunately, guys like this, you know, they end up, you end up seeing about 15, 20 years after their career if they last that long from, you know, the effects of uh, getting beat up and going through training and that kind of good stuff. But if they last that long, they're into their 60s. They aren't right. You know, a lot of these guys, I look at them and I think a, a real significant, uh, 
indication of, of, brain, tra- of brain, brain damage through contact sports is when I looked at guys, James Page was one guy, Shane Mosey was another guy, when I look at guys and one eye is looking at me and the other eye isn't. That was always a little freaky. You know, you never knew who this guy was looking at. And seriously, like one eye would be looking slightly to the right and both eyes, when both eyes were looking straightly at you. So that's the way Shane Mosey ended up. Uh, that's, that was years ago. Of course, James Page, a former WWE welterweight title holder. A lot of guys in boxing, they end up that way in contact sports. So that's an indicator that, man, your brain's been rattled one time too many. Anyway, Jose Aldo coming back on that card, of course, with Rose Nahumanis on the top. Of course, the former featherweight champion, Scarface himself, taking on Alander Alexander Volnatsky. Of course, UFC 238. Is it happening? I don't know. I wouldn't want to buy this one. But it's coming to you from Rio, Rio de Janeiro, UFC 237. Of course, going down May the 11th, 2019. You are tuned to Ring Talk live on Sportline, Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211. I want to say hello to all the folks in Las Vegas listening on K-Shop, 1400 AM. Good old K-Shop rocks. Me and K-Shop have been together over 25 years. 25 years have been on the air in Las Vegas. Straight up, K-Shop rocks in Vegas. You are tuned to... The Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Taming the briar patch, mowing the lawn, trimming the Yeti. Whatever you call it, it's about time we talk about manscaping. Guys, you manscape, right? You know, keep things trimmed and fresh below the waist. Nine out of ten women of all ages prefer their guy manscaped. But you got to have the right tools for the jewels or you'll look like you use the machete. Pop over to manscaped.com and check out their perfect package. Not that perfect package. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 that was a smash hit on Shark Tank. It features the lawnmower a precision trimmer engineered for below-the-waist grooming. Its skin-safe technology means no more accidental nicks and burns. Check out the lawnmower and the amazing grooming and hygiene products that come with your perfect package. What's that saying? Trim the shrubs and the tree stands taller? Get 20% off plus free shipping today. Visit manscaped.com and use promo code RING. Again, use promo code RING at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. No, we're not talking Ricky Martin. We're talking about Johnny Tapia. That was his theme. He's, of course, La Vida Loca, La Vida Loca on the line from 
Albuquerque, New Mexico, I believe, of course, is his widow, Teresa Tapia. And Teresa, happy 2019, my dear. Happy 2019 to you. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Still rocking and rolling, still running with the big mouth 35 years later. Um, How's Albuquerque? <laughs> it's nice. It's actually very nice weather today. It was kind of... It's been bipolar the last few days, but today it's actually a nice day. <laughs> Johnny Tapia, 59-5, and five, of course, 30 KOs, only, wow. I mean, what can you say? A couple of draws, what an incredible record. A young man that turned pro in the 80s, of course. I got to see a lot of his fights in Albuquerque when he was younger, when he was older, of course, in the, the, the Texas fights and things like that. Um, he was quite, how can I put this, a character. How would you describe Johnny Tapia to a boxing fan? The boxing fan, yeah. I would say that, you know, he was probably one of the most um, colorful fighters you'd ever see. I mean, he brought so much to to each and every fight. And, I mean, I, I've never seen it, you know, again, and I don't know if we ever will, but the way he would clown and, you know, taunt his opponents and talk to the crowd and, you know, it just it was just a very, very unique style that was him. That was all he loved fighting, and it showed. You know, uh, a guy that I was, one of my stable mates fought him, Henry Martinez, um, who represented, I think, Nicaragua in the Olympics and this and that. So he went to Albuquerque, and he said to me, he says, Peter, are you going to come down for this fight? I said, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I just knew. I, I don't think so. <laughs> and, and um, yeah, I don't think so. I was trying, but I was being kind. And um, anyway, he goes down there, and he gets schooled, and he comes back, and he says to me, he goes, you knew, huh? I said, yeah, 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 I, I, I knew. He goes, but he was just, he, he was he was as green as I was. I said, no, 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 Johnny was a, a stud as an amateur. Johnny Tapper was the real deal. I mean, so Johnny's surprised a lot of people as a boxer, but when you look at his amateur credentials, they were all there. I mean, it wasn't a big shock that he was such a stud as a pro. Exactly. And like I said, what um, remember, even when he wasn't in, into the boxing scene, he was always fighting in some form or another. Today they'd call it MMA and he'd, he'd, he would have been paid for it. <laughs> Back then it was, you know, he loved to fight on the street. So that was part of who he was. It was just ingrained in him. It just, like I said, he just loved it. He loved everything about fighting. Was it tough? I guess you had, did you have to bail him out a couple times? Uh, yes, more times than I can remember. Okay. <laughs> he was... You know, but like I said, that's what made him unique. That's what, you know, Johnny lived life to the fullest, and um, he never had any regrets about anything, and he would tell people, I'm not going to be confined by, you know, society and what they say. He's like, I want to do what I want to do, and he always knew. He used to always say, I know I'm going to die young, and that's okay, but I'm going to pack in as much living as I can, and he sure did. So he got everything that he always said he wanted to do. Okay, Teresa Tapia is our guest. The book is called The Ghost of Johnny Tapia. In fact, if you're looking at the twitch.tv broadcast as I speak right now, the cover is on the screen. Of course, it's written by Paul Zanone with Teresa Tapia. So how did you write this book? I mean, did you just sit down with this guy and spill your guts or what? Um, actually, I didn't even sit down. He called me up, Paul Zanon. He's a great writer, as you know. He called me up for a different interview on this issue, and he said that, you know, they loved the story so much that it ended up being like a five-page spread, and I think it was Boxing um, Digest or Boxing Monthly. I forget which one. Mm-hmm. And then he called me again and said, look, I was contacted by, you know, those, these publishers out of Boston, and they're doing this series, and Johnny fits right into it. Would you be interested? And I said, yes, of course. I mean, you know, my my thing is just to keep Johnny going and to keep his memories and his legacy alive no matter what. So we jumped on board, and he finished it, you know, in a record time. And, you know, it was a, it's a great story. There's some stuff in there. I know Johnny had a first book, but this one you know, tells a lot more. It's a lot more in-depth about the boxing side of things. Was the destructive personality the result of uh, substance abuse or... Or just Johnny? The substance re- abuse was a result of the traumatic injuries and traumatic emotions, emotional stuff that Johnny went through as a child. So remember, his mom was murdered when he was eight years old, and Johnny kind of was thrown into the cycle of he didn't know where he belonged and nobody wanted him, and he was passed around from different relatives to different relatives. And finally, you know, the grandparents settled on raising him, but Johnny always felt broken from that point. So he did eventually turn to substance abuse, and what he used to say, cocaine was his mistress, but it numbed him to the point where he felt like he could 
take another day, you know, he would take days one, at, one day at a time, but that's kind of how it was. You know, Mistress and Johnny, Johnny Tappy does a mix because I knew him so well and he would, I mean, that was a lot. We were places on the road and a couple of times you weren't there. He never looked at anybody else in like that, Teresa. He was as true, and I almost got tears in my eyes here, but he was as true as they come to you. He was, and and um, and that's why he used to say people talk about all this stuff, and he would always say it, and he said it in interviews, you know, my only mistress was cocaine. <laughs> he used to say it was never women, that was never his problem, and that's why I used to try to tell people, they would ask me, you know, how do you put up with it? Well, he was the most loyal guy, and he had the biggest heart, but he had an addiction problem. But then, you know, who was I to judge? Who was anyone to judge? If we went through the life that he went through, well, I probably wouldn't have even survived as long as he did. And that's the God honest truth. So let's talk about that graphic uh, time for him as a child. His mother was not. The rumor was his mother was murdered in front of him. He witnessed this. No, she wasn't murdered in front of him. She dropped him off. She was getting ready to go out dancing with her then boyfriend, and he ended up um, killing her. But what Johnny did witness, he was, because he used to stay at the grandparents, he noticed a truck passing by, and he could, you know, have, he swears up and down that he saw his mom being held against her will in this truck, and he woke up his grandparents and told them, and they, you know, he got punished for it. They told him that he's just imagining things and go back. Go back to bed, stop bugging. Well, um, strangely enough, if you look at her autopsy and the report, the police report, there was that same color truck involved at the crime scene that people did witness. So obviously he did see something. Yeah, we had rats when we were a kid and uh, in the house in the basement. And I told my parents there were raccoons in the basement, and they told me shut up and go to bed basically, right? And then the rats were running all over the house. Let's see the raccoons. They don't, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> Exactly. So you you understand. I mean, they just, you know, they don't believe children and they think, you know, and in Johnny's case, he felt very powerless and he grew up feeling like he could have saved her, but he couldn't. I mean, he was this eight-year-old kid, but he never got over that. So it just, it spiraled him into this destiny that became, you know, maybe the loca. And that's who he was as a result of what happened to him. Yeah, the Henry Martinez fight was in 1994. That was at the pit in Albuquerque. That's when I sort of told Henry beforehand. I don't think so. Um, anyway, uh, after that word, of course, he went on and fought big guys. I'm talking about, you know, before that, Polly Ayala. I mean, what, what were the memorable fights in, Johnny's Tab- in Johnny Tapia's life for you? What, what, what comes to I mean, when you think of his career, boom, what jumps out at you? You know, um, the Martinez fight, oddly enough, and that was Johnny's favorite fight as well. He, it was just so, if you had to have been present at that fight, the electricity in the air, the people, everybody, including Johnny, were crying. I mean, it, it was just the most unreal feeling. And I don't think we ever um, captured that again. But the other fight that I was most impressed by was Nana Conadu. This guy was knocking people out left and right. I mean, I was really scared for that fight. But Johnny, he was the one that was like, I know I have this. And believe me, I had ultimate faith in him. But as his manager, I did not want him to fight this guy. But as, you know, you have to have faith in him. And, and he schooled Conadu and he put on the most beautiful boxing lesson ever. And I think that's what I tell people. If you ever want to watch a true boxing fight, watch that one. What about the rivalry in 1997 of Albuquerque? That rock, that was the Thomas and Mac. Uh, no, it was some big arena in Vegas. I, was not, I think it was Thomas and Mac. Anyway, it uh-huh. rocked. Danny Romero and Johnny Tappy. The place was sold out. People were the, there were Romero fans. There were, there were Albuquerque was in the house. <laughs> it was. It was. You know, that was a great experience. And, and again, being there and being present. Now, like, it's in the book now, so I can talk about it, but it was so funny leading up to that fight. Again, here I am. I'm watching Danny, you know, and I and he's training in, in Angel Fire at, like, 13,000 altitude. He has all this special team of people. And Johnny, I don't even know where the guy's at. I have no trainer. I can't, I can't even get him home. And then when I do find him, he ends up in jail, and you don't even know. It, he trained about three and a half weeks for that fight. He ended up, by the time we got him home and settled him down, I had to call up Bruce Trampler to him what was happening we had a rush to las vegas nevada and bruce was worried he was like oh my gosh johnny's getting killed and spying i'm like i don't know what to do i was like let's delay the fight and johnny was like i got this and he did he, it was you know after the fight 
he just that's that's what I'm saying. The character, the talent, it's unreal. And he just went in there and he fought like there was no problems leading up to that. And he even said it was the easiest fight of his life and walked away, crowned, you know, a two time world champion at that point. Straight up, I remember four or five years ago that some clown was harassing you, Jeffrey Padilla or something like that. Do you ever get him out of your life? Yes, and then and you're going to see another interesting story on that spin of things. <laughs> really? You're going to yes, you I like there's so much to catch you up on, and we won't be able to do it in this segment. But there's a documentary coming out, and it has to do with DNA and Johnny and this man who says he was Johnny's father, who we actually proved wasn't, but it took Jeffrey in order to get this all done. But very interesting stuff. Like I said, you you were you when you see the depths of stuff that. Johnny and I did for each other, then you're going to be like, I get it. Johnny Tapia, 59 and 5, two draws, 30 KOs, a world champion, many divisions, of course, a stud, a true gladiator in the world of boxing. And you know what, folks? He had some hard times, but he had a good woman along his side. He was very, very lucky and very fortunate. Teresa, I thank you for your time. The book is called The Ghost of Johnny Tapia. I wish you the very best of luck, and we'll talk again real soon. Good luck, princess. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Wow, Teresa Tappy, what can I say, folks? Welcome to New York City. In the pocket, she won't tell. She took my heart and she took my money. She must have slipped me a sleeping pill. Attention business owners, are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan, have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. That's 800-847-1183. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hey! Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He is the greatest fighter 
of all times next to me. Check it, 55 and a half minutes, 55 and a half minutes past the hour. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Coming up on the boxing schedule, baby. Next week, we've got a, a star. I think he's a star, but unfortunately, you don't know who he is. His name is Wissakal Wangek. He's 47 and 4 with 41 KOs. He was stopped a couple times before. He's the guy that destroyed Chocolito Gonzalez straight up. I think he's one of the best fighters, pound for pound, who will be appearing at the L.A. Forum next week, next Friday night, against 38-3 Juan Francisco Estrada. So I don't know how, what television platform that will be on, but it will be televised, no doubt about that. Pound for pound, he is a king without a doubt. I want to say happy Easter to everybody out there from my sponsor, El Presidente. I'm talking about President Francisco Valcarcel. Paco Valcarcel of the WBO says happy Easter and happy Passover to everybody out there. And I want to wish all my uh, listeners the best of happy, happy holidays. Of course, I'm not a big religious guy, but straight up, if you are, I wish you the very best in your endeavors. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. want to mention the fact, once again, that Teresa Tappy will be here next week, part two of Teresa Tappy on Johnny Tappy, the ghost of Johnny Tappy. That was pretty revealing, but we didn't get into... We didn't. I'm gonna put this. We can get a little, a uh, little more in depth next time we talk. Of course, straight up, Teresa Tapia, the wife, the widow of Johnny Tapia, Johnny Tapia, the babyface assassin. Of course, so many ups and downs with him as far as his career was concerned, as far as our, our relationship was concerned. I never knew how to trust. I never knew how to approach him. I never knew if I was running hot or cold with him. Sometimes it was like, "Hi, Pedro, how are you?" Other times, "MF, blah 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 blah." So you know, you never knew what Johnny you were gonna run into, but. Teresa Tapia, Teresa stayed with him until the end. And like she said, he never messed around. Well, I think we were in Miami one time. One other time we were in Atlantic City. We were in Atlantic City sitting in this, this restaurant, and these chicks are like all over us, all over us. And everybody's going, man, this is the stuff, okay? Yeah. Well, Johnny wasn't into that. Johnny could care less. Johnny wasn't into that at all. Johnny, wanted, Johnny didn't want to drink. Johnny wanted to leave. Johnny wanted to go do his thing somewhere else. Bottom line is Johnny, is his only mistress was cocaine, unfortunately. And, of course... You know, we're going to say Coke's not a good thing. The residual effects of Coke are not a joke. No doubt about that. So we want to thank Teresa Tappy. Look forward to having her on next week. Now, the USC, um, I'll keep going back to it. I'm waiting for this lawsuit to take place. Of course, I'm talking about the Zufa Sports, the former owners of the USC, Dana White, et cetera, and the Dubai government, who own like 12% of the company. They are being sued for running a slave plantation. That's what the athletes allege. And I think you have to agree with them. Listen to this. The pie is 100%. Pie is 100%, okay? The money pie is 100%. Only 10 to 12% of that pie goes to paying fighters. So what are you trying to tell me? That 88% or like 90% of that money is going into the pockets of the UFC? Come on, man. Something's wrong there. Something's wrong there. The athletes have got to get paid because let's be honest, this isn't ping pong. This isn't badminton. This is like two steps above boxing and two steps above professional football as far as head injuries are concerned. Well, maybe not professional football, but definitely above boxing. What I'm trying to tell you is that I think we need to install some uh, some severe guidelines and, and try to look at fighters both in the world of mixed martial arts and boxing to an extent. But mixed martial arts, see, mixed martial arts is a new sport. We've known guys get rattled. Some guys get rattled after boxing matches and after a boxing career, they get pugilist dementi and things like that. But we don't know as far as mixed martial arts fighters are concerned. And they're taking elbows and knees and a whole lot more horrific blows than a boxer would take. Bottom line is... You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35-plus years now, you're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Next week, Johnny Sig will be back. Larry Merchant will be back. Of course, a big week of boxing, a big week of mixed martial arts. Don't forget, Ring Talk Live Worldwide comes to you on Sports Byline, exclusively on Sports Byline, Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Until next time, peace, love, and a ton of respect from the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.